So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, Smarter Vets. Welcome back to another episode of the Smarter Vet Financial Podcast. This is one of your hosts, Tom Seco. I'm a financial advisor and co-owner of Florida Veterinary Advisors. We are a national planning firm that helps veterinarians, practice owners, and their teams find out that next step that they're looking for in their finances. Uh, Our goal, if you haven't been with us before, we really want to be able to provide education and guidance for the veterinary community to just get rid of some of that confusion, the stress, all the things that are happening out there just with little bits of content that we can provide. And uh, one thing is I do want to inject in here if that you've not watched our five foundational steps, the financial balance, our video course we've created, it's absolutely no cost to you. Uh, it's available to our on our website. There's five videos that we put together that are 20 minutes a piece where we walk through main steps and things that you should be concentrating on that can help you get the most control within your financial life. So you can watch them however way you want to. You can go to five and go to three, whatever the case is, uh, but you can find the link to the, uh, the course in the description of this podcast. I'm very thrilled to talk with the guest that's on our show today. It's always fun meeting new people and having different conversations. And there's so many different stories that are out there in the community. Um, and it seems, you know, the guest that I have on here today, she's told her story a lot from, from what I've understood. Um, so hopefully we'll get a different spin. If other people have listened to her before, you'll get a little different conversation that we're going to have. The person I want to bring on the show today, uh, she's the co-founder and chief visionary officer of Empowering Veterinary Teams. Uh, she's got a CVT, went from working in a veterinary practice to now actually helping veterinary practices and their teams. Uh, some really amaz- amazing things that she does. Uh, but I'd like to bring on the show Alyssa Mages. Thanks for joining me to, here today. Oh, thanks, Tom. It's it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's. I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And I think with this whole transition lately of, uh, you know, just the whole veterinary community and people with their, uh, when it comes to financial topics in, in essence, I think it's nice to have someone on the show to give their other perspective. And, uh, you know, with all this being said, like, how long have you been working within the veterinary community? Uh, let's see, 18 years now. So Hmm. yeah, it's been, it's been a while. Um, and I'm just, it's a great profession to be in. I can't imagine being in any other. So even though I'm not on the treatment room floor for, you know, 12, 14, 16 hours at a time, I'm I'm definitely, I'm never leaving. Uh, it's just, once you get in it, it's, it, it just becomes a part of who you are. What drew you into the veterinary community in the first place? Like, did you start right into it out of school or? No. <laughs> um, I, I definitely, I, I wanted to swim with the whales when I was a little kid. And so marine biology was how I started. Um, and I, I did that, which was pretty awesome. Um, but it was really, it became pretty apparent that I think, I, well, actually I do have some friends that have stuck with it, uh, but they, you know, they live in Hawaii and California and all these lovely locations. And I could have done that. And uh, part of me sometimes as I'm sitting here in rainy Pennsylvania is like, why didn't I do that? Uh, but it's, um, for me, it became, I wanted to do more for the animals instead of with them. Mm. And that's really become my kind of driving force is, you know, it goes along with, you know, what's your why it's like, I want to know the whys, but I want to 
do it for and work with, right? So it's like our understanding how they think, what, you know, how is, you know, what does their pain receptors look like? And, you know, you look into those large eyes and it's like, what are they thinking? Because you know they are, they're such sentient beings. So it was for me figuring out how they, how they function. And um, I really, I love the science behind it and the medicine. And if I had the stomach for it, um, I probably would have gone into human med, but um, people are gross. So in, just in that sense, like I, I can't, my kids fall and scrape their knees and I have to, okay, I'm ready. Uh, well, I, it's kind of a good thing. You probably didn't go into human medicine. And I, if anyone is listening is in human medicine, I apologize in advance for this, but I feel like the people in human medicine are very calloused and can be very rude and, and everything else. And I've just noticed in veterinary med, it's, there's like a whole different atmosphere that exists. Yeah, I, I wouldn't fully disagree with you. I, I've had different experiences. Um, having a chron- chronic, you know, immune issue, I, I, I have a lot of phenomenal medical professionals in my in my personal circle. Um, but it's just, it does take us, it takes a special person to do it and to deal with humans um, when we're at our worst. And I can do that on an emotional and mental level, but on a physical one, mm-mm, that, that is not for me. <laughs> gotcha. So like with your, with your company that you've created, uh, Empowering Veterinary Teams, how long ago did you start that? And, you know, what made that, made you decide to make that transition from practicing inside to practicing outside? I love that question. Um, it's been, it'll be three years next month. And it started off as a, kind of a, a content development not a side hustle, but kind of, um, looking to kind of take ideas out there into the world. And it was really, it was a a multifactorial decision. I've had seven knee surgeries. Um, so the longevity of my, you know, very demanding career wasn't going to be much longer. I just couldn't do it. Um, and I kind of had that goal for myself. I was like, all right, by the time I'm before I'm 40, I need to be, I need to be out and doing something within the industry, but not on the floor. And then, you know, having younger humans, I've got a 14 year old and a nine year old I'd missed a lot and didn't want to miss anymore and got to a place where I was like, all right, I'm kind of emotionally ready. I'm physically ready. What, what can I do here? How can I, how can I change the the world? Literally? Um, I don't dream small. And neither does my my best friend and business partner. So it was really, let's take this idea and let's run with it and let's see what's going to happen. And, you know, it coincided with uh, the pandemic. So great timing, (laughs) but it was, it was, you know, we were all learning how to re-navigate this world that we live in. And we were all kind of put into a position to figure things out from a different way. And that's really what EVT looks to do is, hey, take a look at what's going on in your practice from an educational standpoint. How are you bringing people onto the team? How are you focusing on what they're learning, doing, and being as they're there and giving them a path forward? And we haven't really had that conversation before. And now we're not the only ones having that that talk, which is really exciting, right? So we're, we're not, you know, well-being gurus. It's infusing with what we do. And we, we've been very fortunate to be a part of that community as well. But it's really focusing on the, that holistic approach, right? And not H-O-L, but W-H-O-L-E, looking at the whole person and how we can support them, you know, with um, human skills, you know, communication, because that's so soft and fluffy. No, it's super hard. As well as their clinical skills and making sure that's an integral part of the practice protocols and not something that's like, oh yeah, we'll get to training when we, when we think about it. So it was really like, 
identifying a need, having worked in the industry for as long as I have, and realizing that I love to, to teach and I love to bring, you know, those light bulb moments and how can we make that happen on a larger scale? I'm, I'm actually very excited to hear stories like this because there's so many people that I talk to on a continual basis where they just, they have dreams, they have visions, they have all these things and they've wanted to take that step or, you know, they've just let themselves kind of fall into a rut and they never get themselves out. And like, you just made that decision one day to say, hey, let's do it. And uh, here you are three years later. And it's just like, it's exciting. Like, that's incredibly exciting to hear this. Oh, thanks. And it is. And it is scary. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there's definitely days still that I'm like, what was I thinking? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you said having that vision. And that's why I chose the title I did, because what's a title? It's something we make up, right? But I have these grand ideas. And I'm very fortunate to have a business partner that's like, okay, let, let's figure out how we can actually make that happen. Um, because, you know, solo entrepreneurship is, I couldn't have done this on my own. You know, and that's why EBT is starting to work so well is because we're not saying that we can do it all and we are the end all be all. We're not, Mm -hmm. but we can do this. And if we can't do that, we'll connect you with who can, right? So surrounding yourself with those experts, because there are so many of us, you know, when I was in practice, there was, you know, I was not the person you went to for angry, big dogs. I love dogs. Um, but that was not my forte. It was the nasty cats. I'm like, yeah, I like those. Put me in an emergent situation. Put me in the the OR with anesthesia. You don't want me touching your endoscopes. I, I may have broken one in once in my career and they're not cheap, right? <laughs> so it's, you know, knowing your limits and, you know, hey, I'm, I, I've tried to poke this vein twice. I'm done. And recognizing that there's someone else in the room that's better at it than you. And that's okay. It's really identifying those those strengths within the people around you and, and showcasing those. Really? No, that's that's incredible. Well, to, to shift gears here a little bit from mm-hmm. this conversation, uh, and I want to bring it to the topic of money and finances, uh, and I'd love to learn a little bit more. <laughs> uh, and, and something that I've really enjoyed asking people on this show, you know, is what is one thing that you struggle with the most when it came to money or when it just came to your overall finances? Having it, (laughs) you know, it's uh, not to be glib about it. Um, I don't come from, from money. That's not been, you know, my upbringing or my, you know, even current experience. So it's something, it's not a scarcity mindset at all. And I never wanted for anything. Um, I'm an only child. I was very fortunate, but my dad was a Methodist minister and my mom stayed at home with me until I was in school, right? And until I went into high school, that's when she really, her career took off. Um, so, but we, we had different experiences. And so it made me, when I, when I got my first job, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, the money always burned that proverbial hole in my pocket. Like, oh, what can I get? Right. And um, it really took until probably the last three years when I was starting EVT to be like, you can't do that. You know, you have to be a little bit smarter. So it's, all right, what's a budget and what does that look like? It, to be fair, um, my, my partner, um, my husband, Paul is, um, is much better at it than I am. And, you know, we living in, in Canada for five years and, you know, he was a grad student. I was a vet assistant. There wasn't much. And then, oh, surprise, you're going to be parents. Let's figure this out. So, um, 
it's it's not a I wouldn't say it's a struggle it's a challenge right mm -hmm. so it's like figuring out how to allocate those funds and make sure it's appropriate right but until you get those work visas thank god you have credit cards with a good credit history but that's where we're at now right is paying that right. off from all those years ago and student loans and things like that so for me I, I guess the biggest challenges are maintaining that budgetary fine you know structure and ensuring that you allocate that appropriately well, on the topic here, because of, of course, like when you say you didn't come from all, you know, from having a lot of money in your family, which I would say there's probably a lot of people like most of the society can can probably attest oh, that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't grow. I had a lot of things for me, but it wasn't like we were we were uh, living in a mansion or doing a lot of other <laughs> stuff. So, right. Uh, and I'm just curious from the, being in the position where, you know, you lived and grew up in that and in, in that you know, environment where it's, it's not to say it's good or bad. It's just, it's like, that's what your, your life right. was growing up. And w when you look at the, how your behavior shifted to like, you're making money and now you're like wanting to just spend it at all. Do you think to a certain degree that, Hey, um, it actually helped teach you some very important lessons along the way when it came to money, or do you think it kind of kept you away and kind of closed away from, Hey, I should be thinking about this more because of, what it could do to me or like how, how it can impact my future. Like, was that ever a thought as you were growing up or as you transitioned? Um, not as I was growing up, no. Um, no? And, and this is not a discredit to, to my parents at all. They were so good at making sure like I had an allowance, I had a bank account, like, it, you know, I took <laughs> community classes on how to do these, like balance your checkbook, all these kinds of things. They were so proactive. I just kind of disregarded it <laughs> and mm. was like, no, I'm going to have fun. <laughs> That was my sense of rebellion. So stupid. And it was, it really, it, it was kind of the reflective piece, right? You know, hindsight being what it is, is looking back and seeing this is why they did what they did, right? It wasn't, you know, that we couldn't have gone to Disney World. We could have, but they chose instead to have an experiential way of approaching things where it's like, let's go on a camping trip. Let's go see the national parks. Let's realize, you know, what your money can do. It doesn't have to be these things. Mm -hmm. And I finally, you know, hit 22 and moved out and got on my own where I was like, Oh, that's what they meant. <laughs> right. Like, Oh, and then, you know, you get to that next uh, milestone of like planning the wedding. It's like, I don't, I don't need that stuff. Right. Because you're realizing you have to pay for that. And, yeah. Oh, we have a kid right. We shouldn't go out every weekend. You know, maybe she might, you know, <laughs> need some diapers or something like that. Uh, but we, we switched over to, you know, different methodologies too. Like we did cloth diapers with her and we did a lot of more um, sustainable practices. And that has really helped, you know, to where we're at now of like, all right, let's grow our own vegetables. Even though we live in a townhome, let's use the most of our, you know, little bits, plots of land and make it work. Right. And let's make our own laundry detergent, which turned out to be great because our son has sensitive skin. Right. So we have to do it that way. Wow. And you're, is it cutting corners? Absolutely. But if you, you know, you reframe it and refocus it, it doesn't become about the money. It becomes about the experience and what you're learning beyond the financial components. And right. I was like, Every time I turn around, it's like, dang it, mom and dad, you know, they just, they, they really, they got it. And so we've gotten to that place where like, okay, well, you're starting your own venture. You need to be a lot smarter about this. You need to work with an accountant. You need to find a, get a financial planner. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, and 
fortunately, uh, my husband works for the, the state um, environmental group, so he has access to um, organizations that can do that as part of his benefits package, which is like, nice. oh, that's fantastic, right? So, and then meeting people throughout our industry that are, I didn't know how similar um, the dental field and veterinary fields are, right? But a lot of the accountants and other folks in your, you know, your sector of our industry, it's amazing, right? The, the overlap there. So having those conversations, like, do you find this? And what are you doing to maintain this? And what are you looking for here? And what type of, you know, uh, how are you divesting your, your income and things like that? It's like, I didn't right. know what that word meant four years <laughs> ago um, because it wasn't something I was focused on, right? I didn't take any classes like that in undergrad uh, tech school. We didn't really talk about it. And then when you get into, you know, working in clinics, it's like, how much are you paying me an hour? What are my benefits package? Do I get overtime? Great. And that's the end of the conversation, right? right? And so it, it took a little bit more work on, on my part to understand what that meant. And so it's like now finally when I'm, you know, in my forties, it's like, I finally am starting to feel like an adult. It <laughs> took this long. <laughs> right. I had my own light bulb moment. So that was, that was but, pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like some of the steps that you have taken, it is just like, you know, partially it's been experience is bumping into things and seeing it and yeah. like reflection it, 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 from what I'm taking from a lot of this, but are there certain things or steps that, you know, that's, you've taken that's giving you more comfortable, like made you more comfortable with your, your financial life, giving you a little bit more control or feeling like you have more control over the things that you're doing? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, getting things consolidated, right? Like making sure all my student loans instead of different lending groups are in one spot, right? It's hmm. we've making sure like, okay, let's pay off the high interest credit cards and get them into one loan repayment program. And then let's set up this budget of this is what we save every month. And this is what we're allocating it towards. This is what we're saving for. Oh, right. College is actually only four years off and pretty sure that the young humans want to go do things like we did. So <laughs> how are we going to do that? And, oh, we're traveling here. Okay. We need to do this, this, and this. How can we make sure that that happens? Uh, so it's making sure that for, for me that it's, all right, I've done this, which has led to this. How can I make it not turn into that? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, connecting with folks like you, Tom, which has been amazing, not just from a personal standpoint, be like, you're so smart and you know, things that I don't know. So teach me the things. And that's really a lot of it too, is finding people that you can relate to on a level, um, both professionally and personally that can help you in ways that you just, you didn't even know were an option. Right. You know, I, I believe a lot in that too, from um, just finding people to support and help you and give you some guidance through, uh, decisions that you're trying to make because of, at the end of the day, like I always love joking with people, especially in your, your spot, your position or with other people in veterinary medicine, veterinarians, it's like, I don't understand enough around what you all do. So I'd rather go to the experts and say, Hey, yep. can you give me some guidance some more of understanding around all of this? And then the same thing with me, it's like, you know, a lot of, I, I wouldn't expect like my dog recently, uh, is needing to have, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the terminology, uh, a luxating patella. Oh yeah. Something. MPL. Is it laterally or medially luxating? It's, it's, it's medial. <laughs> medial. So little dog. Yeah. He's a little dog. He's seven pound multi-poo. So, um, Oh yeah. I'm, I'm relying, fix. I'm relying on them a lot for their support because like, you know, I'm going to redo a little bit of research and try to learn a little on my own. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not the professional here. I'm going to let them use their judgment. And right. it's, it's good when like we've even hired a coach ourselves recently for our business. So it's like, 
when you don't have the right people helping you at times, like you tend, you can be very easy to go off track. And oh my gosh, <laughs> you, you end up somewhere you're like, how did I get here? Like what, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, yeah, because you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, it was looking at all of these different options. I'm like, I don't understand what, what's, it's an IRA, Who, who's Roth and why do I care? Right. And understanding what that difference was with a 401k. And then well, I question I no for idea. you too. Do you know who Roth was? I'm just curious if you know, it's okay. I, you, if you know, don't. I don't, I did not take that extra step to look it up. <laughs> Actually, like, so Roth comes from, it was the last name of a Senator. Oh. When the it was proposed by him, and so when it went into law, they called it a Roth. So Roth IRA, Roth 401k. So even like a 401k is an actual an IRS tax code. So if you ever look up IRC 401k, you'll see it written in the IRS. So see every day, guys, we learn something new every right? day. Right? It's it's incredible. <laughs> so I'm hey, I think the biggest thing that I can say to anyone out there, especially if you like, if you keep your curiosity up, just keep asking questions. Um, people sometimes feel silly asking questions, but I mean, my, my wife always makes fun of me because she's like, gosh, like, why are you asking those things? I'm like, what is it? I'm like, cause I'm just curious and I want to know. Like- <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, what's the, you know, the two biggest words when we're younger, right? The first one we learn is no. And then a mm-hmm. little bit later on it's, but why, why, you know, yeah. I just want to know why. And I want to know all the things. And yeah, I find that happen all the time. That's, you know, that's why podcasts are so fun, right? Because, you know, you used to laugh about in high school, why do I need to learn this? And I'll never use it later. And then, you know, here I am 20 years later, like, I must learn about the the mating habits of these things, right? <laughs> it's like, I didn't, or, you know, the true crime podcast. I didn't, that's not necessary knowledge, but it's curiosity, right? Absolutely. It's the human, it's, it's the human experience. This is actually, this has been a lot of fun talking through all this and I really appreciate you sharing these things. And um, I know coming on a show and being more vulnerable about topics like this tends to be, puts people in a little bit of an uncomfortable spot at times. So I do appreciate you spending some time and, you know, something completely irrelevant to this to kind of put a pretty bow on the show today. You know, if you were to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? See, this is when it becomes such a challenge to have dietary limitations, right? So, <laughs> Well, um, let's just pretend you have no dietary limitations. I want to eat croissants croissants okay mm. yes because i like you, to have i like to have something in my hand like i like to actually experience my food and there's something like it, it, it can, it's sweet but it's it's got a texture component to it and it's savory i can never pick sweet or savory so give me both so a chocolate filled croissant oh my gosh i mean that brings me back to the days like have you have you been to europe before not yet but i've been to uh, montreal and that okay. you know for a french pastry i i understand you know, yeah. French Canadian is very different than Parisian, but yeah, I, I was satisfied for now. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 there's just something like the croissants that you get here in in, in America compared to Not the, the ones that are. Oh yeah, like the ones <laughs> every day. I love. I had lots of croissants, and I used to have like a lot of jam and everything else. Like they're just kind of like so so good. I mean, you're making me super hungry right now. So <laughs> see, I picked a good one. We could both eat that for the rest. of our lives, right? Like, mm, just give me a good, good pastry. Honestly, any kind of pastry, but there's something about the, the flaky croissant would be really Yeah, nice. that's so good. Well, hey, yeah. look, thanks again for being on the show with me today, Alyssa. I appreciate all of your time. Thanks for having me. It's so much fun. It's it's great to know you and to, to spend time together. 
Absolutely. Hey, if anyone wants to connect with Alyssa, please make sure to look in the podcast description. We'll have all of her social tags and website and everything else that you can get in contact with her. If you are a frequent listener of our show and you haven't rated us yet or shown us some love, we'd love for you to go rate us on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen, even our Facebook page, Smarter Vet Podcast. Uh, we'd love to just hear from you, let you know that you're listening and even take an episode and share it with someone. We'd love for you to be able to share the same content with others. So again, this is Tom Seco wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. C.J. Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. C.J. Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purposes only guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. Submission number 2022-143663 expires September of 2024.